0: Welcome. Pull up a chair, fill your mug. Get comfy, join us at the
1: table for the most unusual tea party. Here's your host and graphologist, Teresa Abram. Welcome everyone to a most unusual tea party, where we see what insight the letter T gives us into the fascinating and unusual people who join me. I'm Teresa Abram, a handwriting analyst and graphologist, and if you are curious about what makes unusual and fascinating people tick, then pour yourself a mug of something yummy and join us at the table. I've got my mug on hand, though what's inside of it, you'll not find out for another 30 minutes or so. Today... We are talking with Lauren Fluker, the VP of Fecal Matters at Hello Tushy, and based on her handwriting, she is a uniquely creative soul. Lauren holds the world record for the most colourful handwriting sample ever received by the tea party. It is a visual feast for the eyes before I even got to look at her teas. And what I discovered is that the various colored pens used made it actually quite tricky to analyze because the letters and strokes look different just based on the color used. But once I started measuring them, I realized they're not so different. So thank you, Lauren, for that challenge. And welcome to the Tea
0: Party. (laughs) Thank you, thank you. I did not know using colored pens made a difference with handwriting, but I guess you're right. I guess you're right. You
1: know what? Going into this, I didn't really think about it either. (laughs) So thank you. That was really quite fun for me to go through that process. Good, good, good. So Lauren, VP of Fecal Matters at Hello Tushy. Yes. What
0: is that? Okay. So (laughs) and you know the funny thing about this is this is such an awesome position. But the the most challenging thing about it is, you know, describing what it is I do. And I'll tell you this, the funniest conversation of 2020 was me trying to explain to my grandparents in Mississippi (laughs) what I was doing. They were like, so you're talking about your butt on the internet. I'm like, yeah, kind of, like they paid me to do it. Like it's okay, it's still tasteful. But basically the VP of Fecal Matters is a position where just me being a a normal person, like a content creator, um, is just working to bridge the gap between butt health, butt and gut health, and just, I guess, the general American public. So it's a position where I create videos and content and just try to, I guess, show how useful a bidet can be. It's not really something that's popular here in the states but it's one thing that I am passionate about I'm passionate about having a clean butthole and I I said you know in my interview that I think you know having a clean butthole should be like a birthright it shouldn't be something that people <laughs> don't people don't have like it just shouldn't be so I think that this position is very aligned with who I am as a person just a creative who, you know, has, you know, I would say a very unique sense of humor. So I'm just able to kind of create things and create videos. So I just, yeah, I just make videos um, about fecal matter. Nice. That's (laughs) Um, awesome. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, that was very descriptive and it definitely gives us an idea of what you do and what you're passionate about. Yes. (laughs) So were you passionate about that before you applied for the job?
0: Actually, I was. So the thing about the position is, you know, 90% of it, I would say, is content creation. And then the other 10% is just, I would say, like research and, and knowledge, those type things, or we would go, let's see. What did I say? I said 90% of the intent. So yeah, like 5% research and then 5% just like already, you know, being knowledgeable, knowledgeable about certain things. And so I was familiar with bidets and I actually did have an affinity for bidets before um, I got the position. Like I was familiar with the Tushy brand before I even got the job there. So I was passionate about it. It was one of those things where, you know, I had used bidets on vacations in Europe. And when I, I studied abroad in Istanbul, Turkey, back in, I think, 2011, there was one in my room. So I got really acquainted <laughs> with, <laughs> with that bidet. So, yeah, I was familiar with bidets and just like that they weren't, you know, as popular here. Um, and then, I, you know, coming from my background as a news reporter, I, I know how to research and how to, you know, just give value-added content. You know, you just, you don't want to just be, entertaining you also want to give people knowledge so yeah absolutely yeah i'm passionate about creating content clean buttholes and research (laughs) there
1: you go nice it's funny you're talking about way back in 2011 um was your first experience with the bajay for me my first experience was way back in like 1987 when i went to paris I was 17 years old and I went to Paris, and it's like, there's the bidet. And I'm like, what? Say, what yeah. now?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So, what did you think? What did you think? Well, I had no idea what it was. I'd never heard of one. I'd never really seen one. So, I had to ask the family I was with, I'm like, what is this? So, that was quite the conversation. And they could not believe that we did not have them in Canada. I'm like, nope.
0: <laughs> I know. I know. It, it makes you feel like having a bidet now in the States it makes you feel like you've like missed out <laughs> like all these other years of not having one. Cause I was the type before or after I pooped rather, I would always have to take a shower just cause I didn't, I just didn't feel like, you know, I was clean enough. And then despite what people think, flushable wipes are not flushable. And so the other side of me is one that, that really, really cares about the environment and about waste And so I think that's another thing that that was in alignment with me with Tushy. They are a very, very sustainable company. Like they, yeah, they care about the environment and then, you know, our paper waste and water waste.
1: Nice. Excellent. So it sounds like it's a good fit. Well, Lauren, let's take a look at your tease. Let's see what it told me. Uh Uh-oh. Okay. I'm excited. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. You ready? (laughs) (laughs) So we've already touched on this a little bit. You've said it several times that you're a creator, you're, you're a content creator, and that really shows through. The cr- creativity shown in your handwriting is there on a really deep level. So obviously, there's the first part where you've used colorful pens, but you also have what's called a figure eight formation. Uh, when you write a couple of your Gs, it looks like a figure eight, and also the way that you do your Fs when you write uh, the word of. It yes, often yes. ends up looking like a figure eight. And that is really a sign of somebody who is creative. Hmm. So it's there. It's not just you giving it words saying, yes, I'm creative. It's it's backed up by
0: your G's and your F's. Look, I got to grab my composition book and one of my journals and look. <laughs> I have to like, see what you're talking about. Because I never, and you know, the thing, Teresa, is that I I just, Throughout my life, I have changed my handwriting. Like, it still looks the same to me, but I can honestly say the of, like, the, the what we just talked about or what you just mentioned is something, like, I developed here recently. I would say, like, around the time COVID, like, it was definitely 2020 when I started doing my Fs um, and my Gs like that. And I think some of it was just, like, out of haste and being lazy and just kind of stuck If that makes sense, just like writing, you know, those things. So yeah, I'm I'm looking at that and I hadn't even thought about it being a figure eight.
1: Yeah, it does. It looks like a figure eight. And that of that we were talking about, just the simple OF and the way that you've done it, it's like a textbook perfect version of showing fluid thinking in a handwriting analysis. So it's like if I opened up one of my reference books and they say fluid thinker who can connect their thoughts and be mentally agile that is what I would see it's like it's picture perfect
0: wow that is such a compliment Such a
1: compliment. it was pretty exciting to see it's the little things that make me you know do my happy dance and that was one of them for sure mm-hmm. with your t's in your cursives they're quite different from when you do your printing so you did do a few lines of cursive and you did say that you were rusty at it
0: Yes, super. You know, and that's the other thing. I am a mother too, right? And my my son is seven. And what I've noticed is they don't even teach cursive in schools anymore. And so I'm saying that to say I probably learned cursive probably around third grade or so and have not used it like really like much since I learned. Maybe it was fifth grade. I don't know. But it it was a long time ago. And so, yeah, I'm super rusty. Um, I get good practice when I write letters to my grandma in Mississippi because <laughs> she still writes in cursive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what's really interesting about that is because it's something of a rusty skill for you, it it actually becomes more expressive because it's not practiced or rehearsed and designed to look a certain way. It's more coming from you and your teeth there are the crossbar to them is longer and much more enthusiastic. There's a lot of energy behind your crossbars when you do your cursive writing
0: okay.
1: compared to your printing because your printing, they're very short and controlled most of the time. There's a couple where it does reflect that energy and enthusiasm, but for the most part, it's a little bit more controlled and they're a little shorter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Certainly after you know, meeting you now, I can say that energy and enthusiasm is definitely reflective of you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. That's good. That is like, um, like I'm consistent across the board handwriting and my actual person. That's good. Right. The
1: handwriting shows it. Again, in your printing, Mm -hmm. it shows it's a little bit more reserved. It's a little bit more controlled. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite a fascinating thing to see that the two sides of you One, I think is kind of the professional side, what you want people to see. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other part that is really reflective of who are you at your core?
0: Mm. yeah you know i i never knew that um you know delving into one's heading could could you know yield such profound things because i would i would say that this is super accurate this is really accurate now i have a question you might you might touch on this Mm -hmm. um my e's are sometimes my lowercase e's especially ones that are on the ends of the letter or of words rather are a bit dramatic too did you get anything on that
1: absolutely and I do have a note because that is something super striking about your handwriting so I'm gonna break it into two because it is in your cursive and then it's also in your printing so in your cursive at the end of every word, there's this nice curved line going upwards, Mm -hmm. right? And you have two different kinds. One of them is a nice curve upwards, and it's moderate. It's a little bit subtle. And then you have another one where it goes... up up up, way high and then it comes back to the left (laughs) it's a little flamboyant we could say or dramatic
0: (laughs) which is also which is also a part of me so yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's
1: there (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then in your e and it's also reflected in that e and I did notice that that there are some of your e's where it goes on it curves up a little bit further it comes out and it is more dramatic and flamboyant yes And that is what that's saying. It's saying, hey, notice me. Look at me. I'm here. I'm here. I'm awesome. Mm -hmm.
0: All that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah. yeah.
1: You're willing to stand there and own who
0: you are. Yes. Yeah. And and I think more so these days. I um, just had a birthday. And it's just like that is the intention that I set for this year for myself to really just kind of be my authentic self. So, yeah.
1: Nice. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. (laughs) So be your authentic self. When you say that, what does that really mean to you?
0: Um, And see, that's one of those things where it's really more of a feeling. I have such a hard time just like articulating that and putting it into words. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, it's just what feels right. Because, you know, we talked a bit off The podcast about just my transition into content creation and one of the things that led me to it was just like the freedom to create and and just be in a flow and just like put out work that that you know was like what i wanted to do i felt like my time and news kind of you know put me in a box and it wasn't i could not be my authentic self. like i it was just it was too much structure for me so my authentic self. So-
1: see how that would drive you bonkers. Yes.
0: Yeah. With, with my ease, <laughs> the dramatic, um, the drama in my ease, and everything. You would see how just you know having to be so just structured. Yeah. You know, just drive me crazy. Also,
1: also, you don't um, your margins. So the way that I set up the sample, just for the listeners, is <clears throat> there's kind of a, a suggested margin and. Most people are going to follow the margin that I suggest, and Lawrence did not. She broke out of those margins, which shows somebody who is like, "Don't
0: box me in. Let me do my things." So. Oh my God, Teresa! I had no idea. I, and now I feel like a little kid that didn't follow, <laughs> didn't follow that. No, it's it's awesome, <laughs> right? That's just who you are, and it's authentic <laughs> and it's beautiful. You know what? I'm gonna share this podcast with my mom because, like, growing up, I was the one who never. <laughs> never did what you know i was asked all the time you know sometimes i did um so my mom will be happy to know that this is just like who i am
1: (laughs) yeah you know what another thing to share with your mom because i mentioned how you had those two different types of end strokes in your cursive Mm -hmm. right the one that really does curve up high and comes back around towards the left and then you have the other one that just kind of curves up with enthusiasm but it's a little subtler it's it doesn't go way high and it doesn't curve back to the left and this one, your mom will be really happy about, I think. Okay. Because that one indicates that you have this optimism and you have a belief in a higher power. Maybe it's God or the universe or something
0: that's going to help make everything come out right. Mm-hmm. That is, you know, super accurate, like super accurate. Um, and right before we got on, I was... Actually, editing something for my Bible study group. I, I create content for for uh, my Bible study as well. So, yeah, that is. It, this is so awesome, man! Like you are so good.
1: <laughs> Thank you. So good. Cool. Well, it's amazing, and like I say, it's so expressive when you know what you're looking for. And when I see the cursive like that, even though it's rusty, it's still distinctive, and it's still so expressive of really who you are at your core. Mm-hmm. So, let's see here. Now, uh, let me see. What else? The other thing? Oh, oh, I know. The other thing I wanted to mention about your T's is most of your printing is disconnected, right? Each letter sort of stands alone, but you do have some that are connected. Yes. Now, oftentimes, your T is either connected to the letter before it or the letter after it. And sometimes it's connected to both.
0: Mm, You're right. I'm looking at a sample of mine now and I wrote the word actors, A-T-O-R-S and the C and the T and the O are all.
1: Yeah. 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 You do that. There are ones where you have it and it's like you, those you, you put those three together and on a lot of them, the connection from the letter before and going into the T happens at the bottom and, and you have what's called a garland, which is like a, a, a basin shape, right? It's like a, a bowl shape at the bottom that connects the
0: two. Yes, I see it. I see it.
1: Yeah. And it's this lovely rounded shape there. And that's, that's good because what that shows is that you are you, you're, you have quick intelligence, you have the ability to make mental connections, but you also have the ability to connect to people. Connecting to people, building community—that's important to you, and that's what that garland, that
0: basin shape tells us. Yeah, that yeah, that is me at my core. I, ooh, I'm so. And you know, people say it all the time. Oh, I'm a people person, but I, I really, truly am. Like, I, you know, I'm the strong friend. Like, I'm the one everybody calls. I'm the one that is like, is the glue. Like, I, I really just have like i just love people but you know it's a, that's a struggle too because um you know loving people and always considering people sometimes kind of played into a bit of a program that i had run through much of my childhood and even early adulthood in that being a um people pleaser you know because i, I loved people and I always cared about what people thought and I always wanted to consider people so it's like yeah you know, it's still something that I'm working on, but I, yeah, I absolutely love people, but I'm working on boundaries these days. (laughs) But yes, 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 yes. You're absolutely right about that too.
1: Yeah. That's funny. In my notes, I actually have it, a people person. That's Mm -hmm. how I phrase it.
0: Yes.
1: You know, that's what I love about graphology is, you know, people can say they're a certain way, right? If you go on a dating profile, they're going to say, I'm this, this, and this, and this. And it's like, you really have no idea. Are they really that? On a resume, they're going to say, I'm this, this, and this. And Are they really? And when you look at their handwriting, it tells you whether
0: or not they really are. Yeah, Yeah. I love people. I and you know, growing up, that was one of the things I think too that I struggled with. How they would be like, oh, you know, don't talk to strangers. I love talking to strangers. Like that—that is like I have actually never met a stranger. Like I will talk to any and everybody. So yeah, that is that's that's really resonating with me because I always I always felt that about myself, Teresa, that I was a people person, but to actually Like, have it confirmed in handwriting is, that's so dope. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Thank you. Thank you for sharing
1: that. So, you know, I did mention already, cursive, super expressive. I would have loved to see you try to to lie in your cursive writing because I think it would have stood out like a sore thumb in your writing, especially because the way that you ended them of saying, you know, either one is you're sort of like saying, um, you know, you're recognizing a higher power or God saying, hey, kudos to you. Or you're saying, look at me. And I feel like if you were trying to lie in your cursive, it would have totally mangled it and changed it because you wouldn't want people to notice it. Yes. Everything else in your handwriting shows communication, transparency, honesty. Mm.
0: That's good.
1: Yeah. Except for where I think you lied twice. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. so we get to spot the lie. <laughs> where you tried to be dishonest.
0: I did. I did. You know, and that's a struggle. I and that's another thing. Like I am super transparent. I am the girl that will actually shed tears on her Instagram because I think that's important. I think we live in a time where people want to put on their best face, which is good. But I think there's also power in being vulnerable and in being transparent and connecting with people through that, you know? So.
1: Absolutely. Totally agree. And that shows. Okay. So you did put in, we did talk just before the recording. I do spot the lie where I ask you to put in a couple of lies into your handwriting sample and you confirm that you did put in two. Yes. So for me, this is a, a real stretch for me because Some handwriting analysts can spot a lie from a mile away and it's not something that is my strong suit. So I am trying to practice the skill and to get better. So I decided in my podcast, when I get the handwriting samples, I invite people to lie so that I can start practicing spotting the lie. Now, Lauren, I think your first lie is did Professor Robinson P. Rob did he really teach news writing? Yes, he did. He did. Dang. He had a misplaced capital there. Oh. And it was slightly dropped. Okay. So he really did. So, okay, not that one. Then, okay, I'm going to tell you what my other thought was for the lie. Is that the teacher that you didn't like, was she really of Asian descent? Yes, she was. Oh. Oh. My word, both of them I bought. That's the only spot you had a spelling mistake. Uh Uh-oh. So sometimes, you know how we can lie by omission? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes how you can spot somebody lying in handwriting is they're going to miss letters or they're going to miss words. And you said uh, Asian descent, but you actually put it as decent. Oh, my God.
0: Teresa, you're just letting everybody know I can't spell now. (laughs)
1: I just failed. I failed spectacularly. <laughs> and I think it's only fair here. <laughs>
0: that's hilarious. I you know, I'm such a perfectionist. And so that's hurting my heart that I actually sent that to you. And it was, it had a misspelling. Aww.
1: That's why I thought it was like, nope. Okay. No. So then the other, did I have any other ideas about what might've been the lie? No, actually, I don't know. You've got me stumped then. What were your lies? Um,
0: honestly, and I should I should have the paper that you're looking at because I don't remember. I think I say something about her hair. What did I say about the second lady's hair? She was short with hair that was, she was
1: a short lady of Asian descent with hair that was brown.
0: Uh, I think her hair was black. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, it was very, That was a, I have trouble lying. That was the best I had. Yeah, her hair was black. I said brown, but I think, her, I know her hair was black, actually. Okay.
1: Okay. So that's really interesting then, because, so I was in the right sentence for the lie. Mm-hmm. And you had the spelling mistake. It was going on, a, the baseline was going downhill. And that's why it is, and your D has like an elliptical, the round part of your D, instead of being like a circle, is more elliptical, and, and that can be the sign of, a, of somebody being dishonest. So I think what was happening is that sentence was the, where your, the lie came in, and you were thinking about
0: it, and you were preparing yourself yes. for it. Yes. Now that, you are absolutely right. You are absolutely right, because then it was not only that, like trying to think about the lie. But it was me remembering, oh, I had to put a lie in here. So it was like me processing that in that moment, writing that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's really good. You know, I think that's something really important to recognize too is sometimes it's not in the actual lie itself. It's as we're prepping ourselves to tell the lie. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, yes. Yep, yep. There you go.
1: Boom, learning for me. Yes,
0: that's good. And then the other one... Um, I think I said something about his age or something.
1: Professor Robinson, I think. He said he was very much older
0: than all of us. No, he was not that much older than us. Really? Yeah, no, he wasn't. He was, he was, I mean, like, he was not old enough to be my dad. Like, he was, he was pretty far removed from college, but he, he may have been, like, late 30s, maybe. And so we were all, you know, like, early 20s so I don't think that's much older
1: hmm, interesting I'm gonna to have to go through that one and look at it closer to see what I think actually you hit that one really well you must have prepped yourself
0: yeah really. I yeah probably on that <laughs> one
1: on that one yeah because that one Hmm. I'll have to look at it closer to see because that was very well hidden. Well done. Foiled. Mm-hmm.
0: That other one, I was like running out of room and trying to think of a lie. <laughs> there <It> was <laughs> a lot going on. There it was. was. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for playing along
1: and thank you for doing that. I-, I recognize how hard it is to actually put a lie in. Most people, they don't want it, especially when you say, I'm going to find it. They don't want to be caught. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm going to tell you this. When I get Um, another boyfriend, I'm going to have him write a letter and I'm going to send it to you so we can find out what he's lying about. Absolutely. (laughs) There's a market for that. There is definitely a market for that. Yes, there is. It's kind of
1: funny because that's what my daughter does now. She's like, okay, here's the handwriting. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. That's good. That's good.
1: Mm -hmm. So yes, absolutely. Lauren, that offer stands open when you get one. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I I guess I will
1: certainly let you know. Excellent. So I got to ask you about your t-shirt, Lauren. Sure. And I know that you said you wore it just for me because your t-shirt says, ask me about my butthole. Yes, yes,
0: (laughs) yes, yes. yes. This is Tushy merch. Um, So they sent me this cool, comfy t-shirt. And it says just what you said, ask me about my butthole. And again, that just goes to them normalizing the conversations surrounding gut and butt health and i think they they do that so well tushy is also a brand that kind of dances on the line of you know just like that that kind of um really like racy humor but it's also very tasteful and i think that is what people connect with because if you if walking down the street you see me wearing a shirt that says ask me about my butthole you'll probably think you know i i don't know what <laughs> I don't know what you would think, but it, it is one of those things that is eye-catching, you know, but it, it it is, um, yeah, they're a good brand. They're a philanthropic brand. They do a lot of work um, in India, making sure that people over there have access to um, clean toilets and, you know, sinks and things like that um, for good bathroom hygiene. So, yeah, ask me about my butthole. It, it's, it's like more than that. It's not going to be, I'm not going to talk to you actually about my anus but just about like (laughs) just about like how to how to you know i guess take care of it have a happy butthole there Um, you go
1: so do you get many people asking you if you walk down the street do you get many people who follow the instructions and ask you
0: um i think more so than anything it's just like laughter (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but even okay and then i'm gonna show you the back so the back of it says tushy hello tushy so Then it's just like, if you want to know more about my, not my butthole specifically, but if you want to, (laughs) but if you want to know more about it, you know, then you go to, you go to tissue. I think the the, uh, marketing is brilliant because it is definitely, like I said, a lot of the stuff is jarring, but in a good way, it makes you click. It makes you read. It makes you want to go and, and, you know, look through the site. So yeah, more, more, more laughter. What I'll say is they notice it and that's, that's the goal to have them to notice it
1: yeah what do you think has been the big the biggest hurdle for you to embrace your role of v p of fecal matters um
0: honestly so like the the um the calls like the many 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 um zoom calls and you know just like strategizing meetings we have i think. I just kind of want to always make sure that I'm doing my part to just like increase brand visibility. And for them, they're, you know, they always just kind of want me to be me, which, you know, it's just like, we just talked about it. Me just trying to make sure I'm pleasing everybody. I want to make sure they're getting what they need. So a lot of my content is just like, yeah, it's, it's what I'm doing, what I'm producing, what I, you know, creatively, what I think is good, but it's also just really trying to keep in mind that this is not me creating for my YouTube channel for myself. This is for an actual brand. So just, you know, just like planning content for that. I think that is um not necessarily a hurdle, but it's, it's, one, of those, it's one of those things that I've got to give more thought you know, and be more intentional about it. Just like using my creativity to kind of work with the brand.
1: Yeah. I could see that being a challenge where you're being asked to be your, your authentic self and yet you're being your authentic self while
0: representing something else. Yes. Look, see the way you are able to just put things into words. Oh my God. Yes. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Um, and, you know, a lot of people would think, a lot of people would think that it is, you know, in me sitting on the toilet. You know, they would think that I would feel a way about that. And the thing is, it did kind of early on. I was slightly apprehensive about it just because of my Southern upbringing. You know, I, I speak a lot about my grandparents in Mississippi, thinking about what they would think. And, and my grandmother in um Los Angeles. She's a lot more, <laughs> she, she's kind of, you know, she gets with the flow. So, you know, you think about those things and I have a seven year old son. So it's like, okay, I'm on the toilet. Like, what is this going to look like? You think about those things, but then, like I said, everything I do is always tasteful with tissue. You'll never see anybody actually pooping or, you know, just anything like that. Um, So it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I look at it more like just kind of, showing my personality, you know, just on the toilet, hanging out, just really trying to normalize it.
1: And I've, I, I really haven't seen much of your stuff. Because as soon as I saw the first I saw a video where you put out, um, it was like an interview of your morning or something. And you were answering questions. And it was so clever and funny. Oh, my word, it just totally cracked me up as you went from, Thank you know, eating- you. And onto your couch, and into the Zen area, and then the bathroom, (laughs) and
0: it was just—oh, you watched the
1: whole thing. (laughs) Oh, I did. I all the way through. I thought that was hilarious, and that's you know. And as soon as I saw that, I sent out the message to you because I'm like, I got to talk to this lady because she is unusual and fascinating, and how you can take something that is really kind of a topic that I don't know if taboo is the right word, but it's certainly not one that's openly discussed and then to bring it out into the open and be so casual and be so clever with it. I thought that is amazing. And what a skill. Beautiful.
0: So she, and I'll tell you this too, that the interview, so what it was, there were, I want to say like a thousand of us and then they narrowed it down to the top eight. Um, And then that top eight, we had a Zoom interview. And it was one of those things where I, I, I just, the only thing that I can really compare it to is just like summer camp, where you are with a whole bunch of people like you've never met, but then you just get so close in a very short amount of time. Cause they were, the questions were super duper, just like stuff you've never been asked in an interview. And so like, um, one of the questions was if you could describe your poop as a person, who would it be I think I think Teresa, I think I said Oprah because my poops are really rich, you know um I think that 's what I said, <laughs> but my point in saying that is just that like the whole the whole process, just having to talk with a group of strangers about your pooping habits um and like when it's appropriate to poop on a date if it's appropriate to poop like those kind of conversations i think are ones that we shy away from but they're so natural like this is everybody poops everybody you know farts like everybody does these things so like what is this like you you know to use your word like why is it so taboo like what you know so it's, it's, it's pretty loaded, but what we are doing is changing the world one clean butthole at a time. And that is what exactly. that is what I pledge to do as VP of Fecal Matters for Tishy. So, yeah, that's my, my, campaign, um, <laughs> my campaign speech. <laughs>
1: so if I was to ask you what your best tip is for living the best life possible, I feel like it's going to be have a clean butthole.
0: You know that's where it starts. That is because cleanliness is next to godliness, as we know. Um, yeah, but I, I would just, I would, I would, uh, you know, seriously say to just make sure that you are being yourself and i know this sounds so cliche but i feel like we spend a lot of times trying to like do what we think we're supposed to do or do what others you know think we're supposed to be doing and it's just really just being yourself like everybody has a gift everybody's creative in their own right and um if everybody stepped into those gifts and talents and really leaned into them the world would be a much much better place and so i that's it just I don't know. Don't be afraid to be yourself.
1: I like it. That is great advice. And given what you've shared with us, how you were a people pleaser for part of your life, it's wonderful to hear you say that and to really sound authentic while you're saying it. It's not just something you're reciting because it sounds good. It sounds like it's coming from your soul.
0: It is. It is. It is. Long time coming. But it is, that is exactly where it's coming from these days. Yes.
1: Mm -hmm. Some of the best things take a while to Mm -hmm. come to us,
0: right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: Okay. Well, this has been an absolute delight getting to know you and talking with you. I just love your energy. I love your enthusiasm. I love your witticism and your humor.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: And as we wrap up, I know that for me, I am drinking some tea with nothing in it, just straight up tea, a little bit of caffeine. What kind of
0: tea? What kind of tea is that? Is that a green, a green or black?
1: (laughs) It is a black tea. um, And it's made with leaves that come from the Amazon forest. I don't know how to pronounce it. It starts with G-U-A-Y. So it does have caffeine in it. Um, and it's actually pretty yummy. It's kind of mellow for a caffeine drink. Yeah, oh, that sounds
0: God. fancy, though. You said the Amazon? Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's from David's Tea, so I'm not sure how fancy it is. But, but yeah, you, nice made, no, no. you made it sound <laughs> real fancy. I'm like, I want a cup of that. Um, yeah, that sounds yeah. so good. And I, yeah, so I have a mason jar. I don't have a mug, but <laughs> inside the mason jar is a smoothie. It's pineapples, bananas, spinach. Um, orange juice and sea moss. I'm trying to like build this listening. community up if you're wanting during to hear these more from COVID times. times so. Be sure
1: to subscribe on the movie. Yeah, Powerhouse smoothie! Yeah, that's a powerhouse for your dad right there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Lauren. Absolutely. Thank you
0: so much for having me.
1: know that the best compliment you can give me is a referral to someone else? Please help spread the word about a most unusual tea party and my guest and share it with your network or someone who might find it interesting. If you enjoyed the show and want to know more about graphology and what Teresa is doing, be sure to head over to the website at www.handwritingpi.ca hashtag newsletter and subscribe to Handwriting PI's newsletter. You'll get early notice of future guests on the podcast. You'll see full samples of the handwriting and get more tips for analyzing handwriting on your own. And if you have it in your heart, leave a tip in the tip jar found at www.handwritingpi.ca. And finally, If you want to have an audio handwriting analysis done, like you hear here on the show, send us an email at handwritingpi at gmail.com asking for information about our AHA program. Thanks for listening.